0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, time now to take an opportunity to catch up with Anna Leslie from Citizens Advice Bureau, Dunedin. We're going to take a look at uh, probably what gives consumer um, advocates across the country one of the, the biggest headaches, and that is just getting around what your rights are around the Consumer Guarantees Act. Morena, Anna, great to have you with us.
1: What in Jeff? Like I'm, to
0: be here again. I imagine uh, that this kind of inquiry around, um, you know, goods and services uh, under the Consumer Guarantees Act uh, is meat and potatoes for Citizens Advice Bureau?
1: Yep, it's, it's probably almost daily. Yep, definitely to do with products, usually when something goes wrong, you know.
0: Yeah, not until something goes wrong, and we find ourselves <laughs> scratching our heads and going, "Well, what, what, what exactly do I do here?" So maybe we could start with a little bit of an overview of the Consumer Guarantees Act and um, and what it covers.
1: Yep. So, um, so when you buy consumer goods. Um it is services, but we're going to focus on goods today. Um, that, and that's goods usually bought for personal, domestic, or household use. And you know, in New Zealand, and from someone in business, that's that's important as well. Um, you're covered by the Consumer Guarantees Act. So you're, so the guarantees, um, they have to be of acceptable quality, and last for a reasonable time. And that take, you know, you got to take into account the nature of the seller. Um, where you bought the goods, you know, because for example, if you bought a second hand. Product um, or goods, you you would not accept them to be the same quality and durability as as a new product of the same price or same type. Sorry, um, and so acceptable colour means fit for fit for its normal purpose. Um, you know the finish and appearance, and you know no flaws, defects, stuff like that. Uh, they have to be fit for that for their particular purpose. That's like suit the function that you asked about. So if the seller told you it was suitable for something, that's what it has to. You know, like if you wanted to toast four pieces of toast and a crumpet you know and then you got it home and it didn't do the crumpet well that that would fit that guarantee um they have to match their description they have to match the showroom model the price has to be reasonable and usually the price is clear you know made clear before you buy it but um say it wasn't it would have to um be reasonable in terms of what other people would sell it for you know a similar similar product or the same product um and then once you've bought the goods, you have to be the legal—you you have to be the legal owner of it. So you have to be the right—you have—you have the right to sell it. No one else has a claim over it. Can't be repossessed, stuff like that. Um, and also, the manufacturer importer must take reasonable steps to provide spare parts and repair facilities for a reasonable time after you purchase the goods. And the last one is um, about timely de- delivery, which means that. You know, um, if the supplier is arranging delivery, then they must ensure that the consumer receives them in, in a green time period and in good condition.
0: All right. Most of us would have a, a, a reasonable expectation, for example, buying a new appliance, that it'll do the job that it's described to do for a good period of time. <laughs> but then we get, and I imagine this is where a lot of your questions come. Yeah. Um, uh, you know how long is that period? We get often offered these um, extended warranties and so forth, and 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 assured about what uh, extra protections they give us. But they, you know, they only seem to kick in after uh, you know a year or so. And you would expect, if you're spending a big bit of money on a, on a, a new appliance, that it's going to last you longer than that.
1: Yeah. Well, again, it, it depends um, on the price. Um, that you originally paid for it, you know. If you spent two thousand, three thousand dollars on a new fridge, you'd expect it. You know, it could last ten, twelve years. But if you bought a really cheap model, you you wouldn't. It wouldn't have the same life, you know, expectancy. I guess. Um, but you know, so there is. Um, consumer has um, an article actually about it. What would be the reasonable life expectancy that you can go and just. Find it. So there's a link to it on actually on our website. So things like, um, like I said, large kitchen appliances, dishwashers, nine to ten years, fridges, freezers, not uh, ten to eleven years, oven stoves, thirteen to fifteen years, stuff like that. So it's it's, it's all on consumer. Um, Org. actually, but link like I said through our website. If you just put an appliance is lasting or something like that, it'll come up. You'll find it. So um, yeah, that's all. That is a bit of a grey area, I guess, but. Um, it's what most, most people would deem reasonable.
0: Yeah, and ulti- ultimately that's a test that uh, I suppose if you went with a complaint as far as you could take it, um, yeah. th- that's, the authorities would make a determination on that. But hopefully well, you, don't, right. you don't get that far down the track. I suppose oh. you have to determine with, uh, with uh, goods that you've bought if there's a problem, whether it's a, a minor issue or a major issue.
1: Yeah so yeah so if there is a that that, is, that will determine what your remedies are so um and who has the choice to decide which remedy so yeah um minor issue is just something little that you know the first time it's happened it can be easily repaired or modified um and so that's in that instance you must give the seller a chance to fix the issue they can either choose to repair replace or refund and refund the price you paid in full um and so a major the definition of a major issue would be like um, the the number of faults like one serious fault or um, multiple minor ones that have happened over you know a period of time um and the faults can't be quickly and easily remedied uh and if you' just recently bought the product, so it's quite new um and it's it's a premium product, right? So again, think about the pro- the price and the brand reputation, and you know how it's marketed. And then with a major issue, so if you can, the more of those things that you meet will determine right. So it is a serious fault and a major issue. And then in that instance, you can cho- actually choose the remedy yourself. You can reject the product and choose either to ref- get your money refunded, or ask for a replacement. Um, yeah.
0: But in all instances with the with a problem that arises, you would in the first instance expect someone to take that to the retailer, take that to the point of sale and say yep. this is this is what's going on, what can you help me with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you always take it to the person who sold it to you. That that sometimes people, you know, shops might say, Oh no, it's manufacturer or you're still under you know, you've got this warranty but the Consumer Guarantees Act stands completely separate regardless if you've got a warranty or not. So extended warranties unless you actually are getting something over and above the Consumer Guarantees Act, then they're not worth anything. Like you've got you should ask them that, well what will this give me that's over and above what I can get already from the Consumer Guarantees Act? And if it's nothing then it's it's a total waste of money because the Consumer Guarantees Act is actually really strong um, and quite clear. Yeah.
0: Alright, so <clears throat> let's say we've uh, taken it to the retailer, we've presented the problem, we've not been able to f- be satisfied by th- the solution they're offering, perhaps they're offering no solution or they haven't been able to sort it out, um, what do we do if we feel our rights as a consumer have been breached?
1: Well, so yeah, like you said, um, you-, you check out your rights first in your specific situation um, and really important to have kept your receipts and any other relevant documentation you know to help you prove your case um and you know in the first instance like you say you'd take your evidence with you and then they uh, they start to say no 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 um so write write them a letter of complaint first with everything you've talked to them verbally about um, and then um really you're it's taking it to the dispute tribunal um that's your the way, if yeah, if a, if a retailer doesn't want to come to the party, that that's what you have to do. You have to lodge it with the Disputes Tribunal, which is only forty five dollars to lodge, and then a, a mediator will decide. So, yeah, often, even just when you go into the shop and say, if you if you sort of say, well, look, you know your responsibilities under the Consumer Guarantees Act, and I know my rights, so um, come on, let's sort it out. You know, if you sort of go in, I mean, firstly, you just go in, assuming they will know and be responsible for it. They start to question it. You just say, look, I know what I'm talking about. And um, most people will come around, I think, you know, like, I think, oh, yeah, it's interesting. Some people, we get stories that some people just, yeah, the retailer will try to just fob it off and talk about the extended warranty and how it's out of warranty and all this stuff. But as soon as you start sort of saying what you know, they sort of come around and, yeah. And retailers are good, though.
0: It kind of boils down to what you said at the outset, which is that if you paid, you know, a a, a price for a product that um, would suggest to you, any reasonable person, that this thing should be fully operational without fault for at least two, three years or whatever it might be, that would be the reasonable well, expectation yes. for something like that, yeah. then you're armed with that knowledge right from the get-go and uh, mm. and that is something that pretty much every retailer will be well aware of, won't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and there's been a lot about it. You know, Consumer has done a lot about it. Fair Go has issues with it sometimes. And often they've got a little sign on their counters saying, we, you know... Know, know about our <laughs> responsibilities under the Consumer Guarantees Act. So yeah, they do. I think they just try to
0: making it uh, people. Yeah, making prudent choices about where you purchase from too mm. is probably worth thinking about isn't it um, reputable Absolutely. reputable dealers can you yep. avoid that really fantastic looking deal <laughs> for long enough to just check out whether you might be able to get something similar or better from a tr- trusted retailer that you know has got um, um, you know the werewolf all to kind of back up the uh, the sale of the goods with good service and follow-ups you know which we as consumers we spend our whole life trying to make a list of all the people we trust in terms of the goods and services that they provide in our city you know it's worthwhile doing that rather than necessarily just leaping on the best sounding deal in the first right. instance.
1: and if you can like look at reviews of the businesses you know there's because of online now and all the social media there's often reviews of so of different businesses so it's really important to look at any reviews if you can and you'll certainly get a sense of what sort of what what how they will treat you and what they'll do when you if you've got a complaint or something's gone wrong you know
0: all right and the um other thing we can do if we've got ourselves stuck a bit and just want to check out where we're at and what our rights are and what the best process is is to give our good people at citizens advice bureaus across the country a call uh, how's that service operating at the moment just remind us
1: well in Dunedin, we're just phone we're we're here in the office and we can do deal with ninety nine percent of issues over the phone. Um, so we're Dunedin Direct, four seven one six one six six. but we do have the Nationwide 0800 number, but it may not be answered here. But whoever answers, you can ask them. We want to talk to Dunedin. Um, you know, if they haven't got data or money on their credit, you know, that, that cab can get in touch with us. Also, um, nz. you can do an online chat on there, which is answered nation not here in Dunedin, but it is available. We chat... Um, thing in the bottom right hand corner if it's operating at that time and also you can do an online inquiry through there like an email directly to us through contact us and then it, you can choose the cab you want it to go to yeah and our website's got a whole lot of really great information too on it um yeah just about any of this stuff just pop in your, your question and it'll come up with a whole lot of really good articles and yeah Fantastic we have templates stuff. about writing complaints too and stuff yeah so we write help
0: get a bit of help from Citizens Advice Bureau. Yeah. Um, and thanks for taking some time to help us out on today's edition of the awesome morning show, Anna. We look forward to catching yeah. up with you
1: again. Great, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.